right here right now on Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk, our most favorite place to be on a Saturday at 5 p.m. And today we are discussing being an entrepreneur. You hear that? Entrepreneur and how to succeed. Also, we will be welcoming a very special guest to the show a little later on. So you know what to do. you got to stay tuned so you can catch him. And remember, if you want to talk to him live, you can call in to the show at 347 215-8305, or you can feel free to go in the chat room, and we'll be taking questions there and talking with you guys, and we will ask the questions live on the air. You know, you you said him, so that gave a big hint. (laughs) Okay, listen now, everybody. Have you ever wanted to work for yourself? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Be your own boss, so to speak. Well, it's not as easy as it sounds if you want to be successful, that is. That's right, baby. First and foremost, to be successful in the business world, you have to be willing to put extra time and effort into it. Some people, they may be an overnight success. You know, you might hear about these success stories, but on the average, that's just not the case. So be ready to work hard for your business to be a success. Yes, you can say that again, (laughs) baby. And also, commitment is extremely important Mm -hmm. because if you're not, you may want to wait until you have, you know, a substantial savings put aside so during the down times of, you know, starting up, you can still support yourself. So understand commitment is very, very big. That's right. As my husband said, if you're not committed to it, you have to be committed to it like you are your relationship so you can make sure that you have a successful business. All you need to do is have commitment, and it it will work out. And um, another one, don't give up no matter what, even if it's slow in the beginning. And it will be slow, believe me, and people may not support you. You know, you're the one that's ultimately going to make your business a success by believing in it. And, you know, they always say the most successful people were the ones that started at the very, very bottom, you know, digging and clawing their way through. Um, you got Gilbert Arenas, who used to sleep in cars with his father, and look at how successful he is today. You got uh, Tyler Perry, who is, you know, one of the most respected playwrights around in this country that, you know, almost was broke. You got Will Smith, who tells the story about how he had spent all his money and almost went into that same situation of filing bankruptcy, and now he's hugely successful. I mean, you have so many people out there, and the reason I'm naming them is because they're mega names for everybody to be able to relate to and say, wow, that's true. You can do it. We can all do it. We just have to believe in ourselves, and we have to not listen to other people, and you can't give up no matter what. Even if it's slow, find another way to make it happen. There's more than one way to skin the cat. You guys, that is passion. Do you hear that? That is pure, pure passion because she, she, my wife took what I was saying is believe in yourself and, though, your business if you want it to do well because no one else is going to believe in it for you. It's you. It's all about you. It's your stamp, and you have to get behind it and make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. Also, another one is 
set a budget and stick to it. You know, if you possibly can, make sure that your budget is so that it's realistic because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go broke out there trying to start a business because all businesses take a little bit of time to grow, and we have to understand that. Oh, most definitely. You heard what my husband said. Budget, budget, budget. That's very important. Research. There is nothing more important than learning as much as you possibly can about the field of business you're in. We are strong advocators of that. Me and my husband, we don't mind putting in the time. We will read. We will research. We will go on Google. Whatever it's going to take, we ask questions, and we're encouraging you to do the same. We are not successful people by just sitting around waiting for it to happen. My husband is a prime example. Coming up from Seattle, going and making it to the NBA is a huge huge accomplishment. It's something that none of us will probably realize in our lifetime. And I can tell you, I used to have dreams that I was one day going to be on the big floor and I was going to run up and I was going to dunk and the crowd yeah. was going to go ballistic for me. I used to have that dream. And that's because I was in love and married to someone who has actually made it happen. And his passion for the game and for what he does spilled off onto me. And I you know, lived it and breathed it right along with him in support of him. And it got into me to where I wanted to go out and do that. And the, the dream I now that I look back at it, it really was a dream about me succeeding in the things that I wanted to do. And before I met my husband, I have friends that, you know, I had girlfriends and different friends, period, that really didn't have the drive. And not only is Doug my husband, he's my best friend. He's my kid's father. He's a wonderful example of what really believing in yourself, really putting in the time and the commitment. You can make whatever happen, happen. I hadn't known anybody that done that before I met my husband. So seeing him and living with him and hearing the stories and seeing the footage and the tapes and letting people put together his past for me, for me to get a clear picture, was so inspirational. And now look at me today, I can honestly sit and say, that I don't feel I can accomplish anything. I feel anything I want to do, I can do it. And he always says when he speaks to kids or at camps or whoever he's talking to, his inspirational comments is, reach for the moon, and even if you miss, you're amongst the stars. I'm a high achiever, I'm a goal setter, and I kind of get angry when I don't reach my goals, with myself, of course, and it's a fun, playful thing, but inside I know that I, I can do it, so if I fall short of that, I'm a little, you know, I get on myself a little bit, and I'm telling you, though, if you remind yourself of that, sometimes when I'm trying to do something, if I'm not getting to the highest height of it, I remember that. I put the effort out there, and I'm still a winner anyway, and it keeps me going forward. So I want to share with you my husband's words is reach for the star, reach for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. The, and the next one is? That is right, entrepreneurs. The next one is be ready to, we, we've kind of covered this, but not make a lot of money at your chosen craft the first few years. Uh, so you're going to have to have some type of second form of income mm-hmm. until things get going, that is. Although, if you are, you know, of course, lucky and your business takes off right away, I mean, fantastic. You know, babe, there's one more that I wanted to mention also, and that is the business plan. Make sure you mm-hmm. have yourselves a really good mm-hmm. business plan, some clear-cut, precise goals right. and different things that you want to achieve, and then go down the list. My wife is wonderful at this, and it just really helps you get a clear picture of what it is you're doing and where it is you're going. So get a business plan also. And thank you, honey, because you're the same way. He, My husband will write it down. He keeps a journal, and he will jot down what his plan of attack is, and he executes it. And that's why anything he's teaching, I'm in class to learn it, period. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband and I love him and he's beautiful and everything. I'm saying it because it's really the truth. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys another one, network. Network in your line of work. That's something I'm guilty of. I've never been one to ask for help. 
from anybody outside of my immediate little circle. You know, I'll go to my husband, help me, honey, help me. I'll beg for his help. I'll beg for my mom and my family's help. But it's hard for me, it was at one time, to network outside of that. It's a fear factor that I think a lot of strong, high achievers run into. You don't want to come off as, oh, my God, I'm needy. And it's not that at all. Network. Ask questions. Learn as much as you can. The most successful people are the ones that networked the heck out of the situation. That means they went to the different events that was in their line of work and in their business. They asked questions. They interviewed people. They called folks on the phone. They asked friends who might have been affiliated in some way. They asked coworkers and bosses for help, and they, did, they weren't afraid to ask, and now they're successful. And that's where I'm at right now is at the point of I'm asking. So if anybody out there is listening to this show and you have some ideas or some information that, and you know what I do, I write books. My husband and I write books. We um, help people. We mentor. We do so many different things. If you go to our website, you can see we have a production company. We have a television network. We have so many different things. And Everything is, is definitely it comes from love and the fact that my mission in life is to help people. If you have any ideas and you can help me to make that, you know, a, a bigger business to where I'm able to help even more people, I encourage you to please write me, call me. You know, I, I encourage partnerships. Let's do it. Let's network. And let's move forward with this thing. Let's go ahead and, and change the world one person at a time if we can. That is totally correct. And as my wife said, the computer is such a broad mm -hmm. and vast That's way right. to gain knowledge. You can Google how to start your own business. Of course, there's a ton of information there as well, baby. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you guys. Always remember, myspace.com, Jackie and Doug, which is J&D, Infinite Love. Or you can email us on our website at sales at JackieChrissy.com. And that is www.sales at JackieChrissy.com. Or, of course, as my husband said, I'll reiterate, you can Google it and you just put in how to start my own business, and there will be a ton of information there as well. Uh -huh. And we have a lot of time left in this segment, and, you know, we're passionate about it. That's why we went through it 90 miles an hour. And I just want to say definitely, I'm going to reiterate real quick, we're going to kind of go over really fast again. So get your pen and paper, some steps that you need to take if you want to be a successful entrepreneur. Now, we're not saying you have to go about it this way. We're just offering you some friendly advice from people that have already done it and we can definitely I want to share a couple of mistakes I made since we got so much time left in this um, segment so you guys don't make the same ones and we'll start with we will start with commitment now this mm -hmm. is extremely important remember this because there's ups and downs things that happen along the way to your right. goals but you have to be committed stay true to your plan and you will succeed that's right. Don't ever give up no matter what. Even if it's slow in the beginning and people don't support you, it is you that will ultimately make it a winner. So believe and don't give up. That's right, baby. And as I'm reading these, you know, I, a lot of them come together because it's mm -hmm. that one thing. And, right. and I'm coming with this one, believe in yourself and your business. Because if you want others to do that, they have to see it in you first so that they can have right. your vision. That's right. Also, Set a budget and stick to it at all possible. Please stick to your budget because you don't want to look up and all of a sudden be in a bad situation with a good plan. Oh, most definitely. And the next one is research. There is nothing more important than learning as much as you possibly can about your field of business. Research. Next, you want to network in your line of work and talk to as many successful people as you can to learn even more. And the reason we say that, we're not biased. We're not saying don't talk to people that's still on the climb or that may be interested in starting their own business. We're just saying make sure you talk to the ones that's already been there and done it and made it because they have a lot that they can give back and a lot that they can share. 
That is right. Also, we have be ready to not make a lot of money the first few years. Know that startup companies take three to five years before they get out of that red, and all of a sudden they're rolling good. And also have a business plan. Have some clear-cut, precise goals that you want to achieve, and you go out there and you attack it, and you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. Oh, my goodness. That's like my husband said. He is just... It is so true how important that is. And remember, I'm going to say it one more time, you can always email us. We'll love to go through this again with you, help you in any kind of way, mentor, partner, whatever. Go to our MySpace.com, J&D Infinite Love, and leave us a message, or email us direct at sales at JackieChristie.com, okay? Thank you very much. And guess what? We know that you guys have been following the news. We know this for a fact, but did you guys know this is so sad on a somber note? They have found a dead boy buried in playground sand. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It is so terrible. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, forensics experts have searched a public park late into the night for evidence of who buried the body of this little boy in the playground sand. And um, the investigation began Friday afternoon when a woman took her children to play in the city park in Albuquerque spotted a part of the child's shoe sticking out of the sand. She called police. Investigators later found the body of a boy they believe between the ages of three and five years old. Forensic experts with the state's office of the medical investigators told police the boy could not have been dead longer than 48 hours. And the sad thing about it, everybody, is if he was from that area, there was no child reported missing in at least three days prior. How about that? That is something else. Man, please love your babies. Mm -hmm. Also, babe, I have Brooke Shields is livid after a journalist checks her mom out of the nursing home. Brooke Shields is threatening legal action after her mother, who suffers from Mm -hmm. dementia, was allegedly checked out of her New Jersey nursing home by a tabloid journalist. A tabloid journalist, mind you. Yes, baby. (laughs) The outraged actress told people that she uh, was notified by police Thursday that her mom, Terry Shields, was found at a restaurant Mm -hmm. near her assisted living center talking to a reporter. And she uh, thinks, baby, that Inquirer, the National Inquirer, is behind this. So that's going to be a lawsuit, a lot of sniffing around going on. have to keep our eyes on that one. Oh, my goodness, that's sad. And I hope her mom's okay. I'm glad to hear the police got involved so they can get her back there safely. Um, Next we have, there is a new... Now, I may be pronouncing this wrong, everybody, and my husband did correct me when I was saying it earlier. I don't know if it's fishing or fishing. I believe it's fishing. (laughs) Scam emerged on Facebook. As Facebook continues its incredible growth, the target is on its back for hackers and computer criminals. They are just doing all kinds of things. The social networking site, which now boasts more than 200 million members, has recently been the subject of a number of attacks, with the latest coming this week in the form of a new phishing scam. In the latest sheen, Facebook members receive an email or a message with the simple subject of hello in it. The body of the message contains a URL ending in .im, such as 151.im or 121.im or 123.im. If a user clicks on one of these URLs, then they are taken to a fake Facebook login page designed to steal their account number and information. Facebook spokesperson Barry Schmidt told Reuters that Facebook has already deleted all references to the tainted domain names and is in the process of repairing compromised accounts. He didn't reveal how many people have been duped, however. So to protect your identity and privacy, always be cautious when opening and forwarding links on Facebook. Wow. Wow. That is powerful, baby. No, 
Now listen here, New York City Health uh-huh. Chief announced to be head is is announced to head the CDC baby for uh, oh Center God. for Disease Control. New York City Health Commissioner Thomas Fiden, known for his aggressive and sometimes controversial efforts to limit smoking and consumption of trans fats in the mm-hmm. nation's largest metropolis, New York City, that is, has been chosen by President Obama to direct the Center for Disease Control and Prevention the, um, for the White House. They said this on Friday, baby. In a statement by President Obama, he called Fryden an expert in preparedness and response to health emergencies. He is. Uh, wow. He was in New York City's health um, commissioner, and he also said about him, being at the forefront of the fight against heart disease, cancer, and obesity, infectious diseases such as tuberculosis and AIDS, and in the establishment of uh, electronic health records. He really wants to make sure that people's health records are now electronic so that you can really know what's going on with people. So uh, hats off to old Biden, um, uh, and we will watch Biden in his uh, – he'll, he'll be in, in office in June, baby. Oh, most definitely. And, you know, station ID is you can call in at 347-215-8305 or join our chat room throughout the show. I see the call lines is lighting up. I know people are there. And the ones that's just sitting at home relaxing and enjoying the show via computer, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And right now we're going to take a quick break before hopefully we come back and we welcome our special guest. And we're going to let you hear a little special song. Too many of you dying 
And that was What's Going On by the artist Shani. And with no further ado, we welcome to Infinite Love Talk Radio, Mr. Sam Sarpong. But first, here's a little background on Sam. Samuel Osai Sarpong was born in 1979 in London, England. He is an English actor who has starred in several movies. He was the international face of Tommy Hilfiger for six years. He has been voted one of the 50 most beautiful people by YM Magazine. He was a host on MTV's Yo Mama during seasons one and two and is the brother of the British television presenter June Sarpong. He also starred in the indie short Tomorrow's Yesterday. Sam is of Ghanaian descent. He is from the Asante tribe. Samuel has also dabbed in hip-hop music career and has been featured on songs with numerous artists. Okay, Sam, are you with us? Yes, I'm with you all. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing real good. Man, you know, fan- fantastic isn't the word when I hear that I, I get to talk to one of the 50 most beautiful people. How are you? <laughs> it was, is that, a, that was, I know, had to be an honor for you, was it? Yeah, that was just a true blessing. You know, I always say, looks in the eye of the beholder. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's somebody's opinion, but if they think highly of you, it's, it's definitely a blessing, you know? No question. That is that absolutely is awesome. beautiful. Hip-hop, you, you love it, huh? Yeah, I've been doing music for a while now. I definitely love music. You know, I'm in a group called The League, and it's uh, myself. Uh, my friend Cavassier, who I grew up with, and then Mike Kasem, Casey Kasem's son, you know, the radio VJ? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Casey Kasem's son. And, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of, we've done like over 30 uh, movies and scores, and we're real big in Asia now. You know, we're trying trying to bring our stuff statewide as far as doing our albums and stuff out here in the States. Oh, that's fantastic! We got to, you know what? On your website, we can get more information and look at, listen to some of the songs you guys have done, right? No, no question. Def- de- definitely, yes, you can definitely do that. What's the website? Uh, actually, it's it's we have a MySpace. It's uh, okay. MySpaceFSGroup.com, uh, and that's the league. So it's MySpaceFSGroup.com. Oh, got it. Perfect. I'm going yeah. to make sure all our listeners get that, and we're going to post that to our page as well. We got another question for you. Being the face of Tommy Hilfiger, that is a huge honor in itself, and you did it for six years. That's awesome. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, that was a true blessing also. You know, I was uh, I was just acting at the time, and then um, I wasn't even modeling, and the people from Tommy Hilfiger saw me on a TV show, and I went in for the casting, and like six, seven callbacks later, I ended up uh, booking a huge fragrance campaign. And from there, um, you know, I got a lot of notoriety and stuff, so they ended up keeping me for, you know, becoming the actual face for the brand for about six years. So it was it was, uh, it was, was a blessing. That's, that's the only way I can really describe it is a true blessing because it was, it was unexpected, you know? <laughs> That is awesome. Being a, being from a modeling background, I mean, that's the dream of every model. And you weren't even pursuing modeling, and they found you. So you're right. That is a true blessing. Yeah, so you know exactly. Modeling yourself, you know exactly uh, how big it is to do, like, a, a fragrance, especially when it was international, too, you know? Wow. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, my God. It gives me chills. 
you know, Sam, from our listeners, they, they really want to know what it's like. We're getting a couple of questions to star in a movie, the lead role. How How, how is that? Pressure? What What are you feeling in that? Honestly, no, because for me, I've been acting now about 11 years. Um, you know, I'm always in class. I'm always studying with my coach. And, and to tell you the truth, you know, if you really look at acting as as something that you take serious, whether you have three scenes in the movie or whether you're the main star, I don't feel there's any pressure. All I feel is it's opportunity. And there's so many people doing it that when your shot comes, it's just like me. I've been act, you know, I've done over 60 films, uh, over 45 TV shows, but I've yet to do that one role where everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's Sam Sarpong. So until that comes, you got to just continue getting better. you got to take your craft serious. But when that opportunity comes, it's going to be no different for me than the 40 film. It's like you, Doug. It's almost like, you know, you're playing college and you're a college star. Then you go to the NBA and then you get an opportunity to be a good rookie. Yeah, the stakes are higher, but you're going to take that same attitude what made you a high school star and a college star to be a rookie star. You know what I mean? Yes, that that is and, that's powerful. Yeah, it's the same work ethic. So I don't really look at a starring role as pressure at all. It's just more opportunity, if anything. Because when you do a movie and you only do a couple of scenes, you don't get to shine. It's like coach playing you a little bit in the first quarter and you balling. You like, oh come on, coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You hit the first three jumpers and you like, coach man, why are you stopping me? What are you doing, man? I, yeah. I mean, to our to our audience, those are so so much powerful words. Is being ready for your opportunity. But if you heard That's Sam, it. you understand that right. when his time came, he was ready because he was prepared. He did the things that were needed to be done. That when it the, the time presented itself, he seized the opportunity. That's beautiful. That sure Thank is. You. That's inspirational for real. And our listeners, they love hearing when inspirational people come on. And you're definitely, I'd say, if not the best, you're in the top three because that, that means so much, especially um, with all the, the aspiring actors that's out there in the audience listening right. and trying to figure it out. And, I mean, as you guys heard, he's done over 60 films, 45 TV shows. I mean, that is such huge accolades and accomplishments. And he still sounds like he's grounded and it's the same thing. And he just knows when that big role does come, he's going to seize that opportunity and he's going to make something happen with that as well. So that's awesome. Without a doubt. And one thing I definitely want to tell your listeners is for them not to get it twisted because even somebody in my position that has worked, I still have to go up every single audition, be prepared. You know, there's. You know, for some of the independent films, yeah, I don't audition. They offer me the role. But for 80% of the work I'm doing out there, you got to go and prove yourself over and over. Even for roles that they can watch tape and say, okay, he can easily play this character, you still got to go and improve yourself. So just know that you're always having to work until you get to, like, that Will Smith, Don Cheadle, you know, the Brad Pitts. Then it's like, okay, yeah, they are just coming at you. But until then... Some of these stars that you're looking at, they're still auditioning. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, people don't realize that. People don't, re- people don't. you know, there's a lot of people I could name right now that everybody would recognize that, that are still having to go in and read for roles. So, it's, it, you know, it's a very tough game to get into. And once you get in there, I already know you keep your foot in, grab the door, and pull real, real hard. Focus. Yep. Focus is really important. I can see that. 
Yeah, well, no, Sam, it we, is. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Sorry. No, that's all I was saying. I was saying, yeah, it is. You do. You definitely have to be focused. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we know also of your Ghana roots, and this is a uh-huh. place that my wife and I dream of going someday. And I just wanted to know if you could share with us and our listeners, of course, what Ghana is like. Man, it's so incredible that you and your wife say that because, um, yeah, I was both of my parents are from Ghana, and what's a trip is. I I lived in Ghana for about four years, from probably the age of uh, six to about ten. I was originally born in London, and I actually haven't been to Ghana in about, man, probably 17 years. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going back there this summer to do to do a traveling show out there. So it's actually going to be my first time back to Ghana in about 17 years, but my sister goes every summer. And she said it's just incredible. The nightlife is amazing. The city's got money. You know, so people don't rich. It's a rich city. So it's just like I heard right now Ghana is happening. And, you know, a lot of people like Will Smith, Jamie Foxx, um, a lot of people go out there just to hang out, perform, and just kind of give back. So it's become a very, very happening place for a lot of different entertainers also. And I can't wait to go back and um, – just kind of experienced that, and I've been actually um, doing stuff with, you know, with Africa, like apart from the show that I'm doing um, mm-hmm. this summer, I also have a radio show that I do out here in L.A. called the Sprite Street Mix, which is a syndicated two-hour hip-hop and R&B show that's syndicated in all of Europe and Africa. So I'm trying to do more stuff to really get back with my roots, you know, as my career furthers itself and, and just really give back to the kids, man, you know. That's beautiful, Sam. You're involved yeah. in a lot of stuff, and that's hot right there. You could even get some of the up-and-coming artists, the independent artists on your show, and let people hear their music here in the States, too. Exactly, and that's what I exactly plan to do, um, you know, because there are some great African hip-hop artists, great African right. singers, and people just aren't really aware of them. They don't get that shine, you know. That's right, that's right. Well, we definitely, if you have any people you want to put on the show, we'd love to have them. All you got to do is email us and let us know, and we'll have them. We'll showcase them, play their music, the whole nine. Um, we're just honored to have you on the show, especially somebody with your character. And I didn't even personally know you had done that many films, so I'm highly impressed. Yeah, I've been, you know, it's so funny. It's like you, uh, you work, 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 but until you get that breakthrough role, People don't really know, or they look you up, or, you know, they go to your IMDb page, or even directors. Yeah, like, I've worked with some of the biggest directors that when I go in the room, they have no idea. You know, like, I just did a um, a pilot from the a creator of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm-hmm. and they hired me for the show. Then after the show was done, he was like, man, he said, I looked you up. He said, you've been working, bro. I had no idea you had done all that <laughs> <laughs> So it makes you feel good because... When you do a good job in an audition mm-hmm. and somebody doesn't know your background at all and then you do a good job on the show and then afterwards they realize, okay, I know why I hired this guy. He's been really doing it for a long time. It makes you feel good, you know? That's that, 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 that polishedness uh, that, that we're talking about there, <laughs> Sam, that they see. you got to see it and feel it. And I can, I can feel it in your voice how realistic you give it up on the screen. Now, I know that you also did a show for MTV called Your Mama. Now, how, how was that experience working with, a, with music television? Well, um, Your Mama was a great show. It was, uh, you know, the thing that I loved most about Your Mama is you had all these street kids from different neighborhoods 
and they would just do your mama jokes and they would just crack your jokes and you know it was it was it was all in fun but the thing that I liked the most about that show it gave these kids a chance you know, that were from these hoods to be like ghetto superstars. So, you know, I remember I'd see the kids afterwards in the street and they'd be like, man, I had no idea this TV thing changed my life. I'm in Foot Locker. People are coming up to me, mobbing me, you know, everybody in my hood (laughs) giving me props. So you had these kids that had never been on television, had no idea how big MTV was, and it literally changed their life for like a short period of time, whether it was a year or whatever, it gave them that fame for years. So to see that reaction from the kids, that's what was actually exciting to me. Oh, man, that that is so powerful because that's what the the youth need is opportunities and yes. options. And when you give them an option like that, you could change their life because now they see things in a different light that sometimes the rain clouds just over you, and if you can't see the light, you can't see it. And that's, that's awesome, man. That's and like great. Sam says, they had never, you know, been on TV, so they might have been going down the wrong road and saw that, and now they aspire to do what Sam's doing. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, it becomes realistic. I remember growing up when I would tell all my friends at school, yo, I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. They used to all down, down me. Not that they doubted me, but it was unrealistic for them because right. they hadn't met anyone on TV. So one thing I learned is they weren't trying to put me down, but it just wasn't realistic to them because they didn't know anybody doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But that actually motivated me and made me want to do it more just to prove them wrong. And now I see a lot of them, and they're like, man, I got to admit, you're the one person from school that said what you were going to do, and you're doing it. And that, you know, they're proud of me now, you know? That's all that's hot. No question. You know, that that just, it, it brings back so many memories because, you know, Washington was, when I was growing up, um, Sam was never a hotbed for basketball. And then once I made oh. it to the NBA, all of a sudden you got all these guys out of Washington. And be honest with you, when I was coming up, the talent was already here. But it's like right. you said, nobody had made it into a realistic option for me to grasp right. a hold of. And once that's cr- right. that threshold is crossed, you already know what happens there. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's so crazy, Doug, because you know, I'm a huge basketball fan, and I remember one time, um, I was in Vancouver working, mm-hmm. and I actually met you. You were pumping gas in the Range Rover. This wow. is crazy. You're, yeah, you're pumping gas in the Range Rover, and this was like your early days in the league, and I just came up to you, and I was like, yo, man, I love basketball. I'm a big fan of yours, blah, blah, blah. And you were real cool. We, we chopped it up for like a second. You went your way, and I went my way, but it was really cool. But I met I met you back in the day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Six degrees of separation, that Sam, it all right. comes around. That's it right. does. What other projects do you got in the works right now, Sam? Right now I have a couple movies coming out. I got a movie called Farmhouse. Um, it's a psychological thriller with Kelly Hugh. I got another movie called The House of Jack Built with Gail O'Grady, Joe Montana, and then I have another movie called Marked. And then, um, I, like I said, I just finished this really big pilot called Glass Hills. It's with me. Um, Sandra Bernhard, uh, the father from That 70s Show, and it's a half-hour comedy, so we find out in July if that gets picked up, and if that does, God willing, <laughs> oh, yeah. this this fall, you guys will be seeing it. So, you know, I'm staying busy. 
That is awesome. Did you guys hear that? I mean, come on. You are just doing big things, and I know our listeners are very privileged to have you on the show and sharing this with them and all the knowledge that you've had. And I mean, we could talk to you all day, but we know you're busy, so how can oh. people get in touch with you? Uh, people can get in touch with me, um, I guess, uh, let me see, I, through you, I mean, YouTube. That's okay. where a lot of people are, you know, checking out a lot of my stuff. If you go to YouTube and uh, you just check, uh, look up uh, Sam Sarpong, a lot of my stuff is on there, or through my manager, Artist International Management, you know. Okay. So, um, yeah, those, those are the two best ways to kind of keep up with me and uh, see see what I'm doing. Well, Sam, I got two. I can't let you go for it. I got two questions for you. You know, tomorrow is game seven Sunday, baby. And uh, who do you got, the Lakers, Houston? And then who do you got for the Celtics Magic? Well, your old team, you know, the Lakers. (laughs) I got, I'm actually, right now I'm watching an incredible documentary on Kobe Bryant on ESPN. Uh huh. So I, I took a little break. You know, Spike Lee directed the documentary on Kobe, so I took a little break to call you guys. But I definitely have Lakers in Game Seven. Okay. And I hate to say it, I want Orlando, but I think Boston's experience is going to be too much for them. Uh oh. You guys, you guys heard it. You oh heard it. God. Thank you, Sam, for joining us. We ain't gonna hold you. Please come back again. And remember, if you got any of those artists, just send them our way. Okay. I definitely will. Thank you guys so much, and you guys are true blessing to people. You're reaching out, you know, to a lot of people, and uh, it's a very positive show, and just keep doing your thing. No <laughs> question, you. Sam. Much respect to you. Thank you. Everybody, you know who that was. That was Sam Sarpong. Again, you can reach him at his MySpace. Um, which is myspace.com forward slash F is in Frank, S is in Sam, group. And he said dot com, but I believe it's just FS group, okay? Make sure you check him out. You can also go, if you need to reach him and hire him for any movies, because you see he's really busy at Artist International, that's where his management is, or you can get him on YouTube and just go up in the search box and type in Sam Sarpong. He was truly a blessing for coming on the show. And we're going to jump right on down into, before we go into sports, into where are we going, baby? Where, where, where are we going to? Oh, no, we can't do sports <laughs> yet, because as you know, this is the part of the show where we talk about love and romance, everybody, and we also share with you some poetry and a little bit of spoken word from time to time. Well, today is no different, and we have something very special for you that we want to share with you, and my wife, uh, beautiful wife, that is, will be doing Thank that. you, honey. Wait, let me put my hand to see down. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just playing. Here we come. Okay. Um, it is called Will You Ever, and it is by the lo- a lovely lady. Her name is Erica, and it is a poem that she wrote, and it goes like this. I don't think you will ever fully understand how you touched my life and made me who I am. I don't think you could ever know you how truly special you are, that even on the darkest nights you are my brightest star. I don't think you will ever fully comprehend how you've made my dreams come true or how you've opened my heart to love and the wonders it can do. You've, all, you've allowed me to experience something very hard to find, unconditional love that exists in my body, soul, and mind. I don't think you could ever feel all the love I have to give, and I'm sure you'll never realize you've been my will to live. You are an amazing person, and without you I don't know where I'd be. Having you in my life completes and fulfills every part of me. And that's by Erica. 
Baby, I just don't know. I'm broke. No, I'm that <laughs> that is you, I'm, that is truly beautiful. It, it was, baby, beautiful. Thank you. And this week we have in questions and comments from you, of course, the listeners. Okay, you guys, this is a two-part question, and here we go. Jackie, is it romantic to buy your mate socks or cologne? And Doug, is it okay to tell your mate you don't want to meet her family because you don't think they like you? So you want me to answer mine first, or you want to answer yours? Uh, go by all means, go ahead. Babe. Okay, ladies first. I think it is more romantic to buy your mate socks. I mean, cologne smells good. You know, you guys, I'm a high advocate for smelling good. I just love that. I'm sorry. It just drives me crazy. But socks is sweet because you're keeping their feet warm, and it's nice, and I love buying my husband's socks. I've been buying him socks for, what, 16 years now? That's and when I uh, bought him, right. <laughs> when I bought him his first pair, he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, honey. These is Adidas. I wear Nike." And so <laughs> I never forgot that. And now I make sure I get him a generic sock, or I get him and ones, or I get him those big fluffy warm ones that's like they have these stripes at the top, that's and they the like one. yeah, and they're like cashmere, but they're not cashmere. They're really cool. We get them from this place called Fred Meyer's, and he wears them in the winter, and he puts on like you know his slippers and lounges around the house and watch TV. And every time I see those socks, I laugh to myself, and I'm like. I remember I was so embarrassed when I sent him all those Adidas, and he was like, oh, no, sweetie, I wear Nike. <laughs> I wear Adidas now. How funny is that? That is really, really funny. But you know what? For my question, I will say this. Mm-hmm. People will always have their opinions, so mm-hmm. just be yourself and let them judge. Sometimes people are apprehensive when they meet people at the same time, but over time I think your nature who you are will be appreciated, so don't be afraid to meet the family. Meet the family, let them judge, and you will win them over eventually if you need to. They may love you. That's right. Now, babe, i got a question for you. Okay. It says, Jackie, where is your dream vacation for you and Doug to take? Or, excuse me, what is your, where is your dream vacation for you and Doug to take and when? And that comes from Nancy in Dallas, Texas. I would have thank you, Nancy. I would have to say that my dream vacation for my husband and I to take it used to be um, Africa, and it still is. It's just we can't seem to find a guide that can take us over there, so we're a little nervous because you know some of the different things that's going on. But Africa is my dream vacation for us to go to, and when yesterday. <laughs> We need a vacation, and we're going to take one soon. But, you know, it, we we on the grind like everybody else, and we want to do a lot of things, and we have a lot of goals, and we want to help a lot of people. And, you know, my mission in life is to assist people. I just love people, and I want to help. And I think that um, I've been blessed with the kind of friends and life and kids and family and definitely my husband and my parents and just everybody, and I want to give back. So I think that until we feel um, that it is the right time, uh, I'll just be dreaming about that vacation. That's my dream one. My number two dream vacation is Jamaica, as always. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, um, I'm ready to go there uh, July 23rd. <laughs> there you go. I'm with that. <laughs> go ahead, babe. And then the next question and final question before we jump into sports. Oh, wait, we got two more. This one is, um, what's it like to be chased? Oh, okay, I guess this is for you, honey. Doug, what's it like to be chased by all the girls when you're playing um but now you have your queen at home that you admire. And second, how do you stay faithful to her? Oh, those are easy questions. Okay. Um, the, the girls thing, that's a, you know, when it's you're a, a little kid, that's something. But when you're focused and you're playing basketball and that's your profession, obviously I know I have my my queen, my family at home. That is my focus besides basketball, so that makes it easier. And that takes me into your second part of your question, is staying faithful is not an option because I expect that out of my wife. We love each other, and 
That's what it's all about is being faithful, being true, and doing the right thing by your family. That's that's sexy right there. <laughs> now, uh, for you, baby, it says, Jackie, how do you stay so devoted to Doug and so many guys are digging you? Jose in Sacramento, somebody who might know us. I would have to say I stay devoted to my husband because, for one, um, in 1996, on July 8th, I made a commitment to our marriage and to him. And I've just been that kind of person my whole life. I really don't enjoy um, doing that other thing. I just think it's unfair. And if you're going to kind of, like, see people and stuff, I'll knock it. But then you just have to realize that it's going to hurt the person that you love. And he's my life and my world. And it's very simple, as my husband said. When you are committed to something and someone and your whole heart is about that relationship and that person, it's very easy to do. So you just live your life and you do what's right and you you know, cherish them because time is very short on this earth, as we all can see, because we've lost loved ones and stuff. And you don't want to do anything to jeopardize anything that you have that's beautiful. And so the only way I can say it is I don't want to get the hell beat out of me if I know. <laughs> I love wow. my husband, and it's very easy. He's my world, and nothing else is enticing but Douglas Christie. Hey, I'm telling you, that was perfect because <laughs> nothing better to take you into sports. Oh, okay. Now, right 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 now it's happening. Uh, are you watching? Is he doing work? Uh, actually, I'm not watching, but I am taping uh, the telecast, Ooh. and I plan on watching it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Spike Lee's work, and uh, I, I do. Uh, maybe it'll change a little bit of the perceptions that they have about Kobe Bryant and, and, and maybe give you a little insight to the person he is. And in saying that, Wizzle, Lakers, obviously, Houston, Game 7, Sunday. Uh, who's got the pressure? The pressure is definitely on the home team. Um, I, I, they got a, a huge task. I mean, obviously, you, you're playing a team that not only feels that they can win, but you know that they can win, too. We're talking about uh, every weakness that you have as far as being out-hustled or maybe showing your youth or – and I mean, it's really going to be a tough t- challenge for the Lakers, but um, I think I, I think they'll step up to it. Uh, it's going to be a big game, though. Am I hearing Wizzle pick the Lakers? Is that is that what I heard, or I didn't hear that, and I thought I did? I'm I'm kind of impartial. I, oh I, I do. come on! Wait, wait, Don't wait, wait, be impartial. Are you joking me here? We need yeah. results. We need choices. We need picks. Give me one. I understand that. You know what? Let's go with the home teams tomorrow. <laughs> oh, both home teams whistle. Wow, you're jumping ahead of me. I, I like that, though. I mean, because you have to say game six, L.A., very, very lackadaisical, uh, almost whistle. Uh, is this a word that you might use, unprepared? Unprepared uh, effort was lackluster with <laughs> Archie. Yeah, I mean, you you have to come out for a game like that and think that the Lakers must have been thinking, okay, we beat them in L.A., and they're going to lay down. I mean, because they beat him pretty convincingly in L.A. But if that is true, that is not the mindset of a champion. Would you agree with me on that? I would definitely agree with you. And the 
key factor is we're talking about a night after we watched. Uh, I, actually, it was a national game where you got to watch Denver handle uh, Dallas pretty handily and to move on. And uh, for you to know that's your next opponent, usually the teams in that position would handle business and so they could uh, get in the ring a little bit quicker rather than let another team have a week or two off, you know. Well, the whistle picks both home teams tomorrow, Los Angeles and Boston. I'm in this game, uh, Boston versus Orlando. I'm going to go with the magic in here, Whistle, and this is why I'm thinking that is because Dwight Howard is the X factor, and his matchup is hurt, and that matchup is Kevin Garnett. And you look at the rest of the matchups, you've got Rondo, Rayford Austin, Paul Pierce, Richard Lewis, Ray Allen, Hito Turkoglu. Those can fluctuate. The numbers probably fall out right about the same at the end of the day, but if Dwight Howard can dominate the game, can bring what he brings to the game, which opens up everybody else's shots and all these different things, I think that Orlando can pull this thing out. But you may be looking at Game 7 experience. And I do think that will be the deciding factor in both games, not only the experience and the opponents. We're talking about youth that you're playing. And in both cases, East and West Coast teams that don't have a lot of experience. So, uh, with that being said and being on uh, an opposing wild uh, type of environment, I think that it suits well for a team with a little bit more experience. Well, looking at this Eastern and Western Conference, Wizzle, I have a Denver team that's waiting that is the same team as Houston, but they're better. I have a Cleveland team that's waiting, and I truly believe they are ready to win a championship. And I'm going to pick both of those teams no matter who wins tomorrow, and I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers winning it all, and check with me in a little while to see if my my pick stays the same. But one more question on basketball whistle. Did Boston blow a chance? And that's also why I picked Orlando, because I thought they really blew an opportunity in game six. Yes, uh, they did. They they actually had gave, given up a lot of chances. Uh, you know, you look at the first series that they went through, it was tough. Uh, they gave Chicago all the breathing room they could. Uh, so maybe it's uh, you know a little bit in their nature, and 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 it's not to necessarily only them. We're talking about the champion team, and you definitely expect teams to to get up and play you, and especially to take advantage of you if you're down one of your biggest guys. That is correct. Everybody, tune in tomorrow. It is going to be something to see. You got Game Seven Sunday. Uh, with NFL, I'm looking at Michael Vick. He is about to resume training for football. Uh, any word on Vick, or are we still maybe 49ers? Well, uh, nothing uh, uh, on the wire yet. Uh, he is going to be released. He's going to be at home. He's going to have his personal trainer, and he's going to start uh, football-type conditioning. So uh, I'll be looking to hear something about that pretty soon, and I'm probably during the coming week we'll start hearing suitors. Well, uh, going today, I don't know if you saw it, but they ran the 134th Preakness Stakes, and the thoroughbreds were out. But you know what, Wizzle? It was a woman. It was a filly, Rachel Alexander. Uh, Alexandria just took off and won over mine that bird, the first filly to win in over. 70 years, Wizzle. The men have dominated the horse racing scheme, and uh, Rachel Alexandra, first filly to win. Wizzle, I seen Shane Mosley yesterday on ESPN, and I don't know if you did, but he was pretty much begging to fight Manny Pacquiao. 
Who do you got in that one? Big fight. <laughs> you know what? Right now, I, I, I've got to go with Shane. And that's not a, any disrespect. He's the same. He's the, exactly the same as Pacquiao, same hand speed. But he's Bobo Nuck-Nuck in them when he's got them gloves on. And I really, really like it. So uh, I would go with Sugar Shane. That would be uh, probably his arch nemesis as far as uh, in terms of uh, Manny Pacquiao. Wow, the whistle picked Shane Mosley. I am personally, I'm going to go with what I saw Pacquiao do, and I've seen Shane Mosley fight, and he gets down. Uh, if he can take a punch, then uh, he could just as well be the winner, but we're going to have to wait and see that one, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball, we got in the American League leading Toronto the, that no one thought would be there. Detroit and Texas, who is a surprise team. National League, you got the Mets. That was my choice all for the World Series. Milwaukee and uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Wizzle, was that your choice? Actually, yes. Uh, I do like the Dodgers. They're a little bit down and downfall right now. But also you got to keep your eyes on some of those teams in the NL Central. Uh, there's four of the six teams that have 20 wins, and usually teams are, that are in that type of competitive atmosphere come out suited and prepared for the next level of competition. So there's something to keep your eyes on. That is correct. In the NHL, ladies and gentlemen, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, Carolina Hurricanes versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. In the West, you got the Detroit Red Wings versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Whistle first one, Eastern Conference, Carolina, Pittsburgh. You got a you got a choice there. I am going with the Wings and the Penguins. Ooh. Mr. Crosby, I hear you, man. That's a big pick. And what about a Detroit and a Chicago? You know, let's go with the Hawks with that. Go with the Hawks. So you got Pittsburgh, Chicago. That should be a showdown. Something is telling me Carolina. Hard to go against Mr. Crosby, but we will have to check that out as the NHL season winds down with the basketball season. Tomorrow is Sunday, and I want you to also check ESPN. Watch Kobe doing work, a Spike Lee joint. It should be a really, really exciting look into the life of Kobe Bryant and how he's achieved such success on the basketball court. Wizzle, as always, we want to appreciate you for your insight into the world of sports and enjoy your day. Until next week, same time, same place. I thank you for your time. Rest in peace, Chuck Daly, Wayman Tisdale, and I'm going to have a teriyaki turkey burger with pineapple. I am out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. You know, we really enjoy kicking it with y'all every Saturday at 5 o'clock, and we've had so many great emails and so much support since we've had this radio show. Keep tuning in every Saturday, 5 o'clock, okay? If it changes, we'll always let you know in enough time for you to another time or on another day. Okay, until then, take care, family. Peace. Yeah.